What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Tuesday, January 15th, 2019. Still uh, not used to saying that. I almost said 2018. You guys are listening to episode 386. That is right, 14 away, well, technically 15 podcasts away from doing my 400th podcast, I believe, since December of 2010. Um, is it, is it? Yeah. 2010. Yes. Um, got a great show for you guys today. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, got back from Europe. So I want to talk about the end of that trip. Ton of stuff with movies, ton of stuff with sports going on here with these NFL playoffs and coaches that were fired and teams replacing coaches. Um, you know, some stuff that's annoying the shit out of me online because people can't separate things. You guys know the shit that drives me nuts, so we'll be talking about that as well. What else? Um, yes, my unacceptable, your guy's unacceptable, and um, I'm a little, I'm not like disoriented from the time change because I landed uh, back home last night like in the afternoon. Or I should say, uh, yeah, see, I don't even know. I said, yeah, I landed back last night in the afternoon. I landed in uh, beautiful Newark, New Jersey. I never thought I'd be happy to see Newark. Uh, at about 2.20, 2.30 in the afternoon, got home a little after 4, saw my kids, and to me, my body and mentally everything, it was basically almost like midnight or like 12, uh, yeah, almost uh, 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. So I ended up sleeping from like 6.30 p.m., you know, New York time here and um, going through the night to get back on schedule. We'll see if that works. I don't know. I am feeling okay. I had a little bit of coffee. Probably will take me a day, well, maybe one more day after today to get back fully into the swing, get my body back. But I'm here. I'm looking forward to this. Should be a great uh, podcast. A lot of uh, funny stuff, frustrating stuff. I uh, want to talk about the amazing tour, which was uh, the European tour. I uh, was honored uh, when Bill Burr hit me up and said, hey, do you want to go to Europe and Eastern Europe with me? Since we basically don't get to work together that much in the States, unless it's a special occasion, um, that was a great way to to go and do something new with Bill. And uh, it was a, an unbelievable experience, although it was a thrash. Two, two planes a day, um, you know, sometimes trains. We were flying in propeller planes in the snow. Uh, to Poland, to, you know, we're landing in Hungary and all these different places and it's kind of snowy, cold weather. Um, so it was, it was nuts. I said to some of the crowds, I said, I feel like fucking, like it's Rocky Four, and I'm going to fight a Russian or something, uh, <laughs> you know, away from home. But uh, I even had the beard going a little bit, but uh, it was awesome. Awesome. And uh, a lot of stuff to, to, to get into here. Let's first uh, shout out to the sponsors, everybody. Um, oh, and I want to say at the top of the show, thank you all who subscribed to the um, the Patreon um, with uh, myself. And uh, Bill Burr was the latest guest on my Patreon. We did a longer one. It was a lot of fun. We told a funny story about certain things. Bill was goofing on me for how I was talking fast to these people. And uh, of course he was. That's what Bill Burr does. He f- finds something and he was like, and he made it funny. He was right though. He was right. Like I was just going up to people talking quick American. He's like, Paul, you're in another country. But after like the third time, I'm like, yeah, I get it, Bill. All right. I'm, uh, you know, it's annoying. I don't want to be like, I don't care. Uh, but he called me out on that shit. And um, it was fun. We told a funny story about this uh, guy in um, in uh, Warsaw 
who uh, was really a rude waiter, one of the biggest dicks that we met on the whole trip, maybe one of the only dicks we met on the whole trip. So that was, um, you know, that was was really funny, and I appreciate you guys. So I know some of you people dropped off on the Patreon, and I feel like some of it is my fault because I said, hey, um, I know I'm going to be doing a different one, and I'm going to let you guys know. I hope that I'm still doing the regular stuff, going to throw pictures up, going to do, you know, extra stories, extra comedian, things like that, until the new announcement comes where I'm going to be doing uh, basically almost like a regular radio show with somebody very special. It's going to be awesome. So I'll be talking about that. But um, And I did gain some new Patreons, but I think it kind of left it up in limbo and people were like, oh, I'll just wait for the new one. No, there's a great thing there with me and Bill Burr. I'm going to be putting more up. $3 subscription. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, let's talk about the sponsor, Capper Network, guys. I unfortunately didn't get to do the last uh, games because of just the time and the travel and all that stuff. But I will tell you what I would have picked, and I would have been wrong. I would have picked the um, Saints, and it would have been a push, I should say. I believe they won by 8. Thir- Did they win by 8? 30 to... What was it? Oh, no, 20 to 14. No, I, w- I would have lost that because it was 8. I would have lost that. I thought that they were going to win by two touchdowns. I also thought the Chargers were going to lose by a field goal, so I think I would have lost that too. Um, but I did not pick them in the, um, on the site. Uh, for you people that don't know, Capper Network is the best prediction sports site out there. Okay, you go there, you compl- you it's completely free to get a profile. You log on, you get a, you, you subscribe for free. You get on this website, you get an account. You can see who's on the top of the leaderboard. You could bet off of those picks, or you can crush it, get on top of the leaderboard, and people can actually pay you for your advice, and you could make money. You can also draft the best cappers on there. So when you look in the leaderboard and you see the, the the list, you can do a draft and get a capping team and make money off of what they do. So whether you're a novice at this, whether you're an experienced gambler, fantasy player, whatever, this is the site for you. Um, you get up there. Kelly Meyer is a perfect example. Kelly, you guys know, is a regular listener to the show, regular submitter um, as far as his unacceptables and all that stuff. He is like 30, 11, and 1, and number 3 on the leaderboard. He loves the site. My friends and people that know it love the site. Um, so go there. Get on top of the leaderboard. Get paid. Use the your knowledge or, or what other people are doing to make money out in Vegas. Whatever you want to do, cappernetwork.com. Um, so you guys can definitely check that out. I'll talk about my picks after. Pick it, prove it, profit with Capper Network. Also, guys, All Things Comedy. All Things Comedy, shout out to them. Shout out to Jessica Kirsten, one of the fun... I call her a fucking hurricane of funny. That's what she is. She's been doing comedy very, very long. This special is long overdue. That's why it's going to be incredible. And uh, she shot it. I heard she blew the roof off the place. There were some celebrities out there in the crowd. Uh, and it was All Things Comedy's third one that they did. They did me, which is already released, as you guys know. They did Ian Edwards and they did, uh, did Jessica Kirsten. She shot it on um, on the 11th of January. So those will be coming out. I think they might even be doing another one. I don't know all that stuff. But shout out to All Things Comedy. They're amazing network. They're amazing podcasts. They do content on there. They do cooking shows and travel shows and all kinds of stuff on there. Um, check them out. All Things Comedy, follow them at All Things Comedy. did my album, which, uh, Night at the Stand, don't forget, number one in America, Canada. Uh, But check them out at allthingscomedy.com. Follow them at All Things Comedy on Twitter. Now, I'm going to get into something right now because I just find this, and I shouldn't, and not that it annoys me, but I just want to be real for a second here. I do want to be a little real because it's just, it's one of these things where fine, you don't like the President of the United States of America. 
if you know you're, they're 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 attacking them here and there, I get it. You don't like the shutdown, fine. You don't agree with the wall, fine. I'm not saying you have to like anything the guy does, but can you give me a break with this thing having? The national champion uh, Clemson Tigers at the White House and what they did was they put him in the room and they had this insane spread of like just bad American food, shitty food. Uh, you know, they had tr- like three, like hundreds and hundreds of Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's. They had pizzas. They had French fries. They had all this stuff. And everybody's like calling him a piece of shit for doing it. So not classy. And I got to be honest, like the the players walked in and loved it. So I tweeted, and this is where we're at. Not that it matters, but this is where we're at. Okay, I tweeted, let's be real for a second. If Obama put out a spread of fast food burgers and pizzas like that, people would say it was cool as shit. Stop it. And then some people were like, what did somebody say? Um, I'll read you some responses. If he did, but he never That's the difference. He had more class. Uh, Disagree. Did you see how those fries were presented? Cold in two seconds. Uh, It's just, I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, look, you're never going to, you're never going to win with these people, but give me a break, guys. Disagree. What did did somebody, nah, I'd still call it tacky. Yeah, but if you put out a bunch of Popeyes right now, people would be losing their minds. That's actually probably true. Um, could you imagine that if it was just all fucking like, like racial joke food, like the irony that they were trying to get, whatever, that would be fucking people's heads would blow off. Listen guys, I'm, this is not a political thing with me. You guys know where I stand politically. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't have voted for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. This has nothing to do with that. I am just saying if any president of the United States, uh, or I should say this, if Obama put out burgers and did all that shit, of course the right would give him shit too. But a lot of people would think it was cool as shit that are shitting on this. Uh, the players walked in there. Come on, you don't think these big fat fucks from Clemson walking in there, these linemen? I saw them walking in there. They had like multiple burgers on a plate. They were completely psyched. It's all probably the shit food that they eat at college or on the road. They were probably absolutely psyched. They don't have to work out right now. They just won the national championship. They're probably going to binge eat the shitty food. And I'm not saying that it's like this amazingly classy thing, but I think that was the point. Like, go, all the stuff that you guys like to eat there, there it is. So I just said, stop. I think it was a little ridiculous. All right? You mean to tell me some big moose that walks in there and he sees fucking, you know, 35 pepperoni pizzas next to 35 regular pizzas and then cheeseburgers from McDonald's and, 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 and bacon burgers from Wendy's all sitting on a table with all the drinks that you could ever want at the White House isn't fucking cool? Give me a break unacceptable that's my unacceptable people that are actually going at that oh did you see how he said the french fries with his hands on his hips all right maybe the guy is not the best at talking about i don't know what like what what do you want me to tell you it's just like where does it end fucking guy i mean what what should the guy and then and then you know what and if there was caviar and sushi it would have been if it was like caviar and sushi and all this stuff like, yeah, I love, yeah, really, a way to relate to a player, a football player. It's like, what? It's just nothing. You could have had fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or filet mignon. Somebody's going to say something. People suck. I hate you all. I hate you all uh, who, who get involved in that. No, nah, man, I would still think it's bullshit. No, you wouldn't. I really don't appreciate how he said the French fries. I got a list of fucking celebrities on there. Talk about that. Go fuck yourself. How about that? 
Give me a break. People are dying of drug overdoses all over this country. Every day, it's a fucking epidemic, dying all the time from these drug overdoses. And we worry about, can you believe it? Where are these people marching? Where's the fucking parade for that? Where's the fucking parade for that? I had a good friend who just lost a son to drug overdose. Okay, I lost my brother-in-law, 30 years old, to drug overdose. You know, this shit is happening. I hear it all the time. I, you know, you make plans with somebody. Oh, I can't, man. So-and-so just, oh, how'd they pass? Drug overdose. They were fucking 20-something years old or 30-something. It's ridiculous. And everybody gives a shit that the President of the United States is putting out French fries and fucking cheeseburger that some moose from fucking Clemson is probably excited about. Are you out of your mind? What are we talking about here? President President. President Trump gave handfuls of cash to every lineman on Clemson and said, good job. Why would he do that? Why would he give him cash? <laughs> I hate cash. It's just, it's just all fake outrage, everybody. It's all fake outrage pointed in the wrong direction. That's what it is. I fucking hate people. Um, so that's my unacceptable. Let's see what they're going to get mad at next, everybody. What are they going to get mad at next? What's the big outrage? Um, and I know somebody's going to listen to this and think it's political and say that I am, say that I am, I support the president and I'm such a terrible person and I do this and they're just not listening. The same way they didn't listen to the tweet. Well, yeah, the truth is, if Obama did it, but he didn't. That wasn't my point. My point is people would stay fucking quiet. Here, pin drop. All right. Um, I'm just trying to keep people fucking, you know, trying to keep people honest, trying to call people out on their shit. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do, everybody. Let's see what uh, what you guys have said. Oh, it feels good. It feels good to be home, everybody. It really does. Um... Planes, trains, automobiles, a lot of World War II history out there, which was amazing to see. But just knowing you're far from home, I was sitting in the hotel in Estonia going, I am in Estonia. <laughs> I'm in Estonia right now. I never in all of my life did I think being born in Yonkers, New York, living in Westchester, uh living in Manhattan, living in Queens, living in upstate New York, uh, just being a, a, an East Coast, Northeast Coast guy, did I ever think that being able to tell jokes would take me out there? Having one of the best to ask me to do it was wild. But to be out in Estonia, I remember I was literally sitting in my hotel room going, I am in Estonia right now. I am seven hour time difference. I am close to Russia. This is as, as far as I've ever been. And it was a little nuts. It was like like unnerving sometimes to go like I just kept thinking of like movies and I'm like, you know, weird shit, good shit, but then also like man, I'm far. <laughs> I am far away from home and not that you worry that something's going to happen, but if you are one of those people that get homesick or you get like just you start to panic when you're not I you know, this was definitely a place where I had to like breathe and go, "Okay, you're going to be fine. You're going to slowly work your way <laughs> back west." Um, anyways, uh, so what I got an acceptable from Jeff and Jeff Stockton says, 
Uh, thanks, Paul, for letting us know uh, how it's going in Eastern Europe. Very interesting. Keep up the good work. Well, thanks, uh, Jeff. I just, I actually don't know why I said your last name. I hope that's okay. Um, but you didn't say not to. So anyway, that's that was from Jeff. Um, yeah, the thing about Eastern Europe, it was definitely, um, I would probably say the most challenging. And somewhere halfway through my set in Latvia, I started to figure it out. And I feel like Burr said the same thing. Because it was very, I'm going to say, I'll say this. I'll say this. It was tricky in that, it was tricky in that, um... There were certain parts where you, here's what happened then. I guess this is the best way to say what I'm trying to say. When we first got to Cologne, we like, we like figured it out halfway through the set and people started clapping and it started to get good. I'm like, oh, I got this. Then we did two in Munich and they were amazing. It was like being in America and I'm like, oh, I do have this. But then it went to Offenbach, which is right outside of Frankfurt, Germany. And we did a 3.30 show in the afternoon and an 8. And they were both kind of like not great. So then you're like, fuck. Then you go to Estonia and it was okay, not great. And then you're like, man, I didn't figure. And then Latvia is where you were either like, oh man, this sucks or we got to figure this out again. And I felt like I started to figure it out. And then the rest of the trip was amazing. So out of 14 shows, there were probably three or four. None of None were ever awful. None were ever like, oh my God, that sucked or we bombed or anything like that. People still clapping and enjoying themselves. But as far as doing what we know we can do, as far as bringing it the way that we wanted to bring it, um, there was an adjustment period, maybe even like a couple during the trip. But then it was just amazing. So uh, yeah, and, and you know, when you go out there, you, you want to, I wanted to adjust, but I want to be universally funny. I want to be funny all over the world, but you have to figure it out. So I did some references that worked out there. I, I talked about certain things. When I was in Austria, I talked about the difference that I found between German people and Austrian people. I also wanted to ask questions to people like, what's the personality here? When I was in the Czech Republic, I was talking to the guy that booked it. And like, you know, you learn things. We performed in Prague. They were amazing. Budapest, amazing. But like, I would be able to get out of the taxi and talk to people at the hotel and know or have an idea of how the show would be compared to other places because when I was in Estonia they oh did you order I was like oh I'm fucked you know this is crazy like no offense to the people in Estonia they were great but I just knew the language barrier the the, the references and then they're telling me that you know stand-up comedy's only been introduced to these people for less than 10 years a lot of the places we went to so all of that was factored in but I wanted to let you guys know because the same questions I had like when Bill asked me like how's this gonna go and every day I woke up and I talked about this a little bit on the Patreon. I didn't know what I was going into. Am I going into a fight? Am I going into a great crowd? So I always had to be on my toes. And it was cool, but definitely a little more stressful than the States. But then I figured it out and you realize, okay, funny's funny. And you could be funny anywhere. Um, next one here is from uh, Holder. Uh, Holger or Halder. Um, and this says, this is actually the opposite of an unacceptable. It is a hundred percent acceptable. My friends and I drove down to Copenhagen uh, from Copenhagen to Berlin today to see uh, you and Bill Burr at the uh, Tempodrome. Tempodrome. 
It was absolutely amazing. You guys should really be proud of yourselves. I have seen Bill quite a few times here in Europe, but this was my first Paul Verzi live experience, and man, did you deliver. What a great show from you, although it should have been longer. Next time you come over to Headline, I'll be there. Thanks for coming, Paul. We had a lot of fun. You and Bill were totally worth the seven-hour drive from Denmark. All the best. Thank you so much, man. It's so cool that you drove all the way from Denmark um, to Berlin, Berlin was amazing and walking around, but that's one thing also I want to talk about on the show today is when you walk around some of these European, you know, some of these European cities and we were in Warsaw and we were in Berlin and, and you, you know, some of the history obviously is horrible, you know, um, there was concentration camps not far from where we were staying, Auschwitz, I believe, um, and I remember asking one of the drivers, like, do they still have awful things there? Like, like, and Bill was like, going to almost make fun of him. He goes, I was about to make fun of you. He thought I was going to be like, oh, are there bones? You know, but no, what, what, you know, he was like, he actually took it further. He goes, yes, there's still piles of shoes. And I wasn't even asking that, you know, I was asking like, are there still like these awful torture chambers? Like, are there things there? And I had no intention of visiting that shit. I really didn't want to visit that. I didn't want to go see a place where some of the most horrible, horrific, you know, what these people went through um, mentally before dying or what these people went through mentally and then surviving. I don't want to be there. I don't want to see the shit. But knowing that you're that close was crazy. You know, there was a building in Berlin um, that was like shot off at the top and they said it was a train station or, or, you know, and then, and then now a church or whatever it was, but the top was like blown off and it still was there. There's pictures of it on my Facebook if you guys want to see it. Um, and then just the structure, the wall, just with chunks of concrete out of it, um, you know, and just still standing there. So like you're in these amazing places like Berlin, walking, eating, sneaker shopping, you know, uh, I bought a watch, uh, you know, out there and, and it was, it, it was cool. But then you just see like, oh my God, like you look up in the air, you're like, we're planes fighting over there where bombs dropped over there. So that was like the real kind of, um, like difference obviously than going just somewhere else that didn't have that history, didn't have, you know, the wars and stuff and all that stuff. So, um, so it was cool to see, but also there, we were around shit where it was horrible. Um, some people like the history of even horrible shit. Um, I do to an extent, but going to a concentration camp or something like that, or like, or like museums where they show the horrible stuff, I'm not really into that. Um, but I will say very interesting. And then to go and make people laugh at night, even all these years later over there was definitely something cool and, and different. Um, I, I don't want to, I didn't want to do this, but I ranked where we went and I got to say this, there was a lot of, I mean, everything, like I said, was great. Some places better than others, but I did not know if it would, uh, am I getting off here? I'm just trying to think if other people wrote anything in yet, or I know I did this. Um, well, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll just talk about this. And then, uh, guys, if you want to write in um, any any um, questions that you even might have, because you know we're doing that on the podcast too. It's not just acceptable and acceptable. If there's a question about one of the places that I went to, please write in uh, or submit your unacceptable. It's simple, uh, unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. That's unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Write into me and uh, I'd love to to read whatever whatever question, advice on shit, do that. That's what we do here on the show. Um, but I did not know or think it was going, like I said, I could, I could talk to people 
and know. And we started to figure it out. And Bill was like agreeing with me on some things where um, he would he would understand what I was saying where I'd be like, I noticed that there was uh, even little things like a KFC that you'd see or a subway or like I saw Kia Motors in Poland and all of those little things let me know, okay, I think the crowd might be better because there's somewhat of a more connection because when we went to Estonia and we were walking around, Estonia might have been one of the most beautiful places we went to. Estonia like smelled like Christmas. It, it, it just had this amazing thing, but there was no any kind of like anything that that reminded you of home and then i listened to the people talk did you oh, that, that it was you, you ever see frozen when the guy went to that shed and there was some guy sitting there and he was like good dog like it was like that shit and i was like and i could tell so i was able to know certain places um when we were in budapest hungary oh by the way shout out to club soda kenny club soda kenny came out there with us okay and uh, I've mentioned this before. He handled all the logistics, the planes, the the buses. You know, Kenny was, you know, Kenny's security, everything, booking everything. I mean, he was with us, and he made everything so easy for Bill and myself. It's just be in the lobby at this time. This is when the show starts. Uh, you know, do this amount of time. Uh, you know, here's where we're going to, you know, it was just it was just easy and smooth. Kenny and I were, like, hungry at night looking for something to eat in Estonia that wasn't, you know, a fucking pretzel. All these people have out there was pre- Kenny loved the pretzels too. Kenny like started to he's like, "Man, they like pretzels in um in Germany." And I have to tell you, the pretzel that I ate at the train station in Berlin was you have not had a pretzel in the States if you've never been to your Germany and had a pretzel in Germany, especially in Berlin, you haven't had a pretzel. Okay? The pretzels at Yankee Stadium or in New York City, those big fucking, they look big and fluffy and they're stale, they're shitty, the salt is off of them, there's no, the the pretzel I had in Berlin, and I'm glad because we, it was like the last stop in Germany and we were joking with Kenny going, Kenny, it's your last chance, get that pretzel, so he gets one, and then he's like, does anybody want one, and Bill goes, I'll have one, and then he goes, Paul, do you want one, and I go, no, I'm good, and then he goes, uh, you're definitely getting one because it's uh, three for three dollars. So I get it, and I start eating it before we get on the train, and I thought I was just going to have a bite. It was like crunchy on the outside, warm, super soft on the inside, and like the pretzel, like the, it stayed on there, the salt, and it was amazing. But we're in Estonia. We didn't want that shit. We wanted like something that kind of somewhat gave us some kind of, <laughs> like, you know, resembled food from, New- from uh, America. And uh, we're asking where we could get a steak, do something. We went over to uh, Goodwin Steaks, and we got wings that tasted like home, steaks, some sides. I got a Diet Coke, and Kenny got, and we just were like, it was great. So I don't know, Kenny, Club Soda Kenny, if you're listening, we'll always have Estonia, buddy. We had a great, uh, we had a great time. Kenny is the best, and Kenny was so funny on this trip. He was just throwing in these gems every once in a while. I don't even want to give them away because I want to keep them between us. But um, like, it, for example, me and Bill will be talking about something and I'll say something like, yeah, man, I wanted to go skydiving, you know, when I was 18, but now I lost the nerve. And then the car would be quiet and Kenny would just lean back and go, hey, Paul, I tried skydiving once. And right away we knew a joke was coming, but we would stay quiet and let him finish the joke. And like nine times out of 10, the joke hits and is really funny. You know, the, he always delivered. So uh, it was great. 
Um, but you know, you, yeah, you just, you had to, you definitely had to, um, adjust to it. And, and, and like when Budapest, I knew right away, I talked to the people, they were crazy intelligent. They were speaking English. Great. Um, and I saw things out there and I said, I have a feeling, I said, as I go, I have a feeling tonight's going to be special and incredible. And we get there and they gave us this gift bag. They gave us this nice t-shirt that said Buddha fucking pest on it. They gave us a book about Budapest. They gave us this like baggie. They gave, it was just really nice. Then they gave us this DVD that a movie that they made the production company. They made a movie and stuff. And we went out there and the crowd, it was like being in America. They, it was just from top to bottom murder. They got references. They were clapping. They were laughing. The feedback of the show just kept coming every day on, on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And Bill goes out and blows the doors off the place. And he was even like, you guys were so fucking incredible. He was amazing. And it really was. And I'm like, nothing will beat this. And then we did Warsaw after that, was it? And they were amazing too. And then we did Prague in the Czech Republic and they were great too. So I'm like, all right, I think I have the rankings. I think Budapest, I mean, listen, Poland and Czech were so close. I mean, these are amazing things. And the venues were a little smaller than Budapest. So you don't know, you know, if it's fair to give it to it. But just as far as like overall, I'm like, yeah, Budapest might have been, you know, might be the, the one as far as like the crowd and everything. And then we get to Vienna Austria and the last two shows were the best. I, I could not believe it. And they're buying us all kinds of food. I had Wiener Schnitzel. They're buying us. Then the owner was so grateful. He just brings in these creme brulees and all this stuff. And he went to a place and he comes with this fresh uh, baguette the, and, and all these cheeses. And, and the, the refrigerator was stocked. And then they come in with a bar, a portable bar. They roll in this world globe. And then half of it just opens up. And then in it is all bottles of booze. And then they started pouring me wine. And it was just an amazing experience. Um, so just the, the, the different people, the hospitality, how things are different. Um, and, and which crowds were a little more cold and why and, and learning it. So um, it, was, it was pretty, I mean, I'll say this. It was a lot of traveling and I did count the days to come home. I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't a thrash and I didn't want to get out of there. I did. Days before, I'm not going to lie, days before the tour was over, I wanted to come home. It was because it was doing a show, going back to your hotel, you're exhausted, you wake up, you have a 6.30 a.m. call, sometimes a 5.15 in the morning call in the lobby, then you got to get on one or two airplanes, land somewhere, go sleep, wake up and do it again in all these different places, you don't know what to expect. And I'm sitting there FaceTiming with my family going, all right, this is great, I got to get the fuck out of Europe now. I'm done. And then you'd go and you'd do a show and it'd be great. And they'd be like, really? And you're like, all right, we'll smoke a cigar, have a wine. But then I want to go. <laughs> and, and that's pretty much what it was. Um, so that was, um, that was that. All right, let's uh, switch gears here from Europe. And, and I haven't drove my, uh, driven my wife crazy yet. But you know when she comes home, I'm going to say, Guten Tag, and I'm going to, and just say shit that doesn't make sense. And uh, it will be cute probably until halfway through dinner. But then what she doesn't know is I'm probably going to take that through February. So, Danke. Uh, oh, she's going to, Danke. Danke. I'm going to, every time she hands me some, Danke. You will not take my kids from me. I'll even, like, try to do 
Uh, all right, let's change to, should we go movies or sports? We go, we'll go movies, we'll go movies. I'll keep it European right now. Uh, I was on an airplane, and this is actually funny, but I don't mind, as you guys know, I don't mind flying like I used to. There's actually something about flying that I like. I, I kind of enjoy flying, and oddly enough, I like airports, and I like seeing planes pulling in and pulling out. I like being on the air uh, on the airplane. Um, I'm fascinated with aviation and all that stuff, right? You guys know this. But um, flying overseas is a little bit like, okay, well, if something happens, I'm gonna probably get eaten by a shark and or freeze to death in the ocean. And I'm sure it happens quick, so whatever. But you're just going over the ocean, and it's kind of like unnerving knowing that there is hours and hours over the ocean, and if the engine goes, you know, you can't like. Whatever. So um, I watched the movie Dunkirk, which, you know, I think won awards. I didn't I didn't see it before this, and I'm on an airplane. Shout out to Judah Friedlander, who said movies are better on airplanes. I forgot the joke, but it's true. I saw Bad Times at the El Royale on the way to Germany, and I saw two movies on the way uh, back home from Austria yesterday. And I'm watching Dunkirk, and I had a full-fledged anxiety attack watching it because there's a scene over the ocean where during the war these fighters are going over the ocean shooting at each other fighting and planes are going down in the water and guys are like drowning and then ships are drowning and there's one scene where you see a guy oh my god my heart is almost stopping right now like it, it just freaks me out i'm looking on the screen on the airplane and it shows us literally over you know the way you look and it shows the track of the plane and the flight tracker or whatever and we're over the middle of the ocean like, you see Europe on the right, you see the United States on the left, your plane is obviously facing the United States flying there, but you're in the middle of the ocean. And I'm watching this, and I'm watching Dunkirk, and I'm watching planes lose gas and just go into the ocean, and I start having a, and I'm not even kidding or making this up, while this scene is happening, there's this intense music, and the music's getting more intense, and the, you know, you're seeing guys, you're like, oh my God, is he going to die? Is he gonna? And they're over the ocean, and all of a sudden, our flight starts hitting the most turbulence it hit. I'm not even kidding. And planes are going down in the ocean. As I'm watching this thing, I'm over the ocean in an airplane that is starting to really shake, and I actually had a fledged, I almost had a full-fledged panic attack, and I just had to take a deep breath, and I looked next to me. And Kenny's sleeping like he got, you know, Kenny looked like he got hit in the head with a bat. He's out cold. Everybody, it's kind of getting dark. They, they put, everybody looks like they all, you know, got shot in the back of the head. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching this planes fighting over the ocean, going down the ocean. And I'm having this and I just freaked out. Uh, and I just, I, at one point I got up, I went to the bathroom, I took a piss. I said, you're on a plane. There's turbulence. You're fine. doesn't matter that you're over ocean. It'd be the same thing if you're over land, just whatever. And I got my shit together. That being said, good, depressing movie. Uh, it was a lot of just horrible shit, seeing horrible shit um, without too much dialogue, and it was just that, but entertained me. The second movie I saw on the way back was Equalizer 2, which I believe is a new, newer release now, and um, I loved it, but I don't know if it's just because it held my attention on an airplane. I don't know how good it was, but it gets the Verzi effect approval thing. It was, um, yeah, it was very violent. It was, it was cool. Denzel just beats the hell. I mean, it was just an absolute. It was insane how like he's just probably the baddest, one of the baddest characters you'll ever see in any movie. 
Um, I could tell you this, if you're sitting home and you want to be entertained for two hours and you like movies with action or violence or revenge or get this one or this one's trying to get that one and all that stuff, I mean, look no further than Equalizer 2. Watch the first one, then watch that one. It's a fun, entertaining, um, you know, few hours uh, or two hours, I should say. I, I really liked both. I thought they were good. Uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, I liked and I know it's probably not as good as I'm making it because I'm watching it going, how come these movies aren't talked about more? This is incredible. <laughs> like, well, maybe because I'm over the middle of the Atlantic Ocean in turbulence trying to get my mind off of anything, you know, trying to focus on anything that can get my mind off of it. I'll tell you this. They gave us this food that looked like uh, macaroni slop with cheese and melted stuff and mushrooms. It was one. Of, it was delicious. I don't know if that means how bad the food was in Europe or how hungry I was. I thought it was delicious. I had a little bit of a Prosecco on there. Took advantage of the business class. Um, I don't know if I could ever fly the other way again, though. I'll tell you that. Um, Let's see here. Let's see here. Um, Okay. Let's move on, guys. And we will move on to sports. I never like to jump on the media bandwagon. Okay, Uh, (laughs) you guys, I hope you saw it. If you didn't see it, you could look at the New York Post or the Daily News today. Um, You can go online and YouTube it. But uh, the New York Jets hired a new coach, Adam Gase, the coach that was fired by the Miami Dolphins. And everybody was like, oh, my God, how come and why was his press conference so awkward being introduced as the Jets head coach? What's with his eyes? And I was like, the first thing you think of is, oh, how awkward was it? What did he have, one moment? Guys, I'm not trying to jump on a media bandwagon. I'm not trying to go at a guy that didn't, you know, somebody was like, oh, they're going at a guy who didn't even coach a game yet. It was the most bizarre. If you see this man's press conference, I mean, it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. He sat, it was almost like somebody was like, dude, I'll give you $250. No, probably he's a coach, so that's that's not, I'm acting like I'm talking to one of my comedian friends. Dude, I will give you $10,000 if you go and you just sit during the conference and you act like a lunatic, you act like you're coked up out of your mind, and you open your eyes wide and you just look everywhere else but where people are. It was, this guy looked like an absolute crazy person. And as soon as I saw it, I'm going, they should have hired Mike McCarthy. And I know that that sounds ridiculous. The guy guy may go on and win a Super Bowl. It was the weirdest most bizarre and what made it really weird and made it know made you know that something was definitely off was the owner and the GM sit down with him and they're all dressed nice and the press is there and they're waiting to talk and as his eyes were doing what they were doing looking around the GM even looked and caught himself like you he caught himself staring like what is going on with this guy right now why is this so weird and bizarre it was awkward to the point where if I was a fan I would be upset I would be like, this is the, I mean, I need, we just got rid of a coach. We have a new quarterback now. We need to do something. And you put this this lunatic looking guy in here. It was bizarre, guys. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick and, and everything. And I'm not trying to hate on the Jets because I'm a Giants fan. Because if that was the Giants coach, I mean, I was still pissed off with the Giants coach, uh, Ben McAdoo, with his haircut and his big suit and his stupid mustache. And then they ended up firing him. And then they brought in Pat Shermer, who at least looks uh, somewhat presentable. But this just looked awkward. This guy looked like he was doing rails, you know, maybe 30 seconds before he got there and he just finished sniffling. But he still has all this shit going up into his brain and he's just out of it. It looked like he was smoking, sniffing glue or something. It was bizarre. 
Um, that being said, let's let's go. To, and you got to look at it. Tell me if I'm an asshole. I'm really not trying to be an asshole. Switching gears. Let's make more fans. I just made probably Jet fans upset. Now let's make Cowboy fans upset. Good. Good. I am glad that you stupid. Yeah, let's go Cowboy. How about them? Yeah, how about them Cowboys? You assholes. How about them Cowboys who haven't won a road playoff game since the 90s, yet you talk all that shit? Oh, it's the be- the the way that Stephen A. Smith on ESPN goes at the Cowboys is one of my. I tweeted him thanking him. It's one of the greatest things ever. You guys heard my last podcast. I was there with my brother, my son, my son's friend, and the Cowboy fans were just annoying, yelling, and all that. And what did they do? They played football for another what hour and a half longer than the Giants, two hours longer than the Giants did this season, and got beat by the Rams. Good. Another another lost season. Yeah, you guys won one playoff game. Let's keep talking about it. I'm glad they I'm glad they lost. Uh, and I'm sure they you know they'd say the same thing about the Giants. But here's the thing: I would never do that. If the Giants didn't win a road playoff game since the '90s, I would be a little more quiet. You know, I don't yell about. That would be like me going to a Knicks game. Well, maybe not the Knicks because the Knicks is really long. But that'd be like me getting excited at a Knicks game if they won, like yelling at somebody, yelling at the other team as they're walking out. Yeah, take that, Warrior fans. Take that, Warrior fans. The Knicks just beat you tonight. Although we haven't won a shit since 1973, and you guys are one of the best teams in history. Take that. Yeah, let's go Knicks. It doesn't make sense. Here are... um, Yeah, my playoff... Here are my playoff picks. I did not get to, to do... Uh, to do it last week, although I told you I would have lost. So I was just being honest because I would have taken the Saints to win by more than eight and I would have taken the Chargers to definitely not get blown out like they did. But here we are. We are at the NFC and AFC Championship Games coming up this Sunday, I think 3 o'clock and 6-something. So it'll be a great afternoon and evening of football to find out who goes to the dance, who goes to the Super Bowl. You have the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs playing at Arrowhead. One of the loudest places. Tom Brady seems to have a chip on his shoulder. He was in an interview going, yeah, well, you know, everybody thinks we're a bad team and we can't win games. We'll see what happens. I don't like that. If You can't like that if you're a Kansas City fan. Old Tommy Terrific's got a chip on his shoulder. You can't like that. And then moving to the NFC, you have the Los Angeles Rams playing the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Um, I got to tell you, uh, this is a tough... These are all the teams that should be there. I really believe that. These are all the teams that should be there. Um, the Chargers just ran into a better team and didn't have the run defense. I thought that they were going to make more noise. I thought that they had a chance. I did think they'd probably lose a really close game to New England. They're not out. Let's not, let's not, talk, let's not talk in the past. Let's move forward. Who's going to win these games? It's a three-point spread. The uh, Patriots are three-point underdogs to the Chiefs. And the um, three-and-a-half-point favorite Saints over the Rams in the NFC. I will be honest with you. I wouldn't be shocked. Like, this is not one. Like, I was convinced that the Saints were going to beat the Eagles. Convinced of it. Okay, I was convinced of it. I really liked the Colts playing the Texans on Wild Card Weekend. There are certain games you just feel, certain games that you like. Um, so, but these two, I don't know. 
I really don't know. I go to a deli here. I got my uh, my my eggs and my my brisket, and I was sitting there and talking to the guy, and, and I was like, "Who do you like? Who do you think's gonna win?" He said, "I don't know," and that's a great answer. These are one, like you know, when somebody says, "Now, now, now, you got to go gun to your head." Anytime you go gun to your head, that means you have to make a decision, but you don't you don't know. So you're gonna go with the most closest thing you think would would happen if you had a gun to your head, literally. Um. So I always think of that thing. I know I said it before on the show, but I'll say it now. Judah Friedlander. We were in the stand. If you guys haven't heard the story on my show, I'll tell it now. If you have, I apologize, but it's always so funny. Me and Burr always laugh about it. Me and Giannis. It's a great It's a great story. We're in the back of the stand comedy club. We're arguing. I'm saying that nobody's going to beat the Warriors, and some people are saying, well, don't count out the Spurs. Don't count out the Spurs. And I said, come on, gun to your head. Who do you think wins that thing? So Judah Friedlander comes in and he goes, um, Judah Friedlander comes in and goes, what are you guys talking? You guys talking basketball? Because Judah likes basketball. So I go, yeah. I go, having an argument. He goes, what is it? I go, dude, Judah, gun to your head. Who wins the series? Who wins the series? The Warriors or the Spurs? And he puts his hands up and he goes, whoa, why is there a gun involved? Which is so funny, especially if you know Judah. But I would say gun to my head. All right, here's what I think is going to happen, then I'll pick the winners. I think that whoever wins the Kansas City Patriots game is going to win it by a field goal at the end of the game. I really believe that there was going to be a kicker who is going to, it's going to lie on the kicker. It's going to lie on the kicker's shoulders to win this game. I think either team, I don't know which one yet, is going to be in position to win the game with a kick and kick it. I think that. I think Mahomes is too good to get blown out. I think that the defensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs is coming together at a right time. I don't think that uh, the Patriots will be able to run the ball on them the way that they did last time, how, uh, the way they did with the Chargers, but I do think that they will be able to run. Uh, gun to my head, I think the Patriots win the game. Okay, if, if, if there's a gun, now I do think that Andy Reid and the Chiefs can win this game. I think there's a good chance they could win this game. But if you put a gun to my head, I have to say the Patriots. So I'm going to take the Patriots getting the three points because even if the Chiefs win by three points, which can happen, I would push the bet. But I have to take the Patriots. A guy that's been there eight times, whatever. You know, five Super Bowl wins, three Super Bowl losses, all within his reach too. I, I, you know, you got a you got a rookie quarterback or a first year co- starter playing in the AFC Championship game. You have Belichick going versus Reed, which is a better coach. He's already beat him once before. I'll take the New England Patriots. I'll take the three points. Now, moving to. Moving to the Saints, Rams, three and a half points for the Saints. I also think that this is going to be a close game. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Rams with the points, but I think the Saints win the game. Okay, so if you're bet, I don't want to confuse anybody here. Okay, so I'm just going to, I'm going to, if you're betting the game, the three and a half, I take the Rams. Okay, I think that that could be a, a, you know, but as far as winning the game, I can see the the Saints winning the game at the end too. I don't think that Breeze will play as bad as he did against the Eagles. That one pick was bad. I think that the Saints will come marching in and win by three. 
So there you go. And I know you're going to be like, oh, Paul, well, that's what Vegas lines are. So that, no, that's really, I, that's how close these are, things are that I can't pick. So that's what I'm going to say. I'm going gun to my head. I'll take the Rams getting three and a half, and I will take uh, the Patriots getting three, both underdogs. However, I think that the Saints win the game. Uh, There you go. Those are my picks. We'll see how it turns out. We might be looking at a... We might be looking at a, a Saints, Patriots. Who knows? Look, you'd have to be happy with every team in the Super Bowl. If any of these teams get in, it's not like, oh, they, you know, the, the timing was right or they got lucky or a call. Nothing like that. These are the four best teams in the league right now. Left, I think it's going to be awesome. I think we're in for a great AFC, NFC championship. My wife made me promise I wouldn't bet anymore, and it's driving me nuts. So I got to, like, ask her to, like, veto one of those, you know, one of those questions or promises. I have to, I have to do that. I have to try to... Uh, you know, try to do like a tease. Because here's the tease. If you're a better, if you like to gamble, okay, here's the tease. You take the Patriots getting nine, and you take the Rams getting nine and a half. I think those are locks. And you could even buy a point. So you could probably get 10 and 10 and a half. Or I don't, I, the other way too, I think. I think, I, I think with the... I think you get the, the the Patriots. You tease the Patriots from three to nine, so you get nine points there. And then you could either go up or down with the line um, on the other one. You could do a tease either way. So you could either take the, you know take it to whatever it is. What would it be? Three the other way for the Saints, or nine and a half for the um, the Rams. So there are my NFL picks. Um, the Yankees still have not pulled the trigger on the big guns, either Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. Oh, it feels good to be home. I just, my body just hit me though. And like, it hit me and I'm like, yeah, you're still off. Like timing is still off, but, um, that's it. Yeah. Those are my, those are my picks. Please go to Capper and, and try it. Let me know. Let me know who's going to win. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year? Gun to your head. That Mahomes kid is good. Let's see if he does something. Wouldn't it be something if he just came out, if Andy Reid and them came out, made a statement, and beat the um, beat him badly? But I just can't see that. And then what's-his-name makes an Instagram video, uh, Brady, of him listening to 50 Cent on a treadmill, going, let's go, and he's all excited. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's, this is, we're watching a run that the Patriots are doing, which you've never seen ever. The likes of which we have never seen is what the New England Patriots have done in football for going on 14 years now. Is that what it is? 14 years? It's pretty, pretty amazing. Actually, since 2001, they won it in 2001, was it? And and then until now, and then they had, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been incredible. Um, so there you go. That's it for sports. That's it for movies. I did my unacceptable. I talked about being in Germany. Um, we were watching the football games in German. And they'd be like, oh, yes, the fumble, Andrew Luck. It was just so funny, the the, the commentator. And then Bill liked when they would go, ooh. But, but then they would go like, uh, nine, nine, when, the, when there was like a bad call, nine, nine. And then, but I loved it when they, you would just hear like, Andrew Luck. You would just hear the name, <laughs> the names every once in a while. It was so funny. Um, 
it was uh but it was after a while I was like I don't care I'm watching the I'm watching um what's it called I'm sorry I just got a text here I'm watching football so what do I care how they sound I don't care at all at all um what do we have do we have some plugs here guys guys in sliper guys um I am excited because I am home now and guess what yours truly uh, has his own tour coming up. That's right. I'm going to be on tour, guys. Um, well, it's not like an every week for a long time, you know, away from home tour. It's just the 2019 tour dates, which where I'm going to be. And I hope you guys are there. And if you say, come up to me and say, Schleipenheimer, I will laugh for sure. Here we go. Here are my shows. Well, tonight I'm in New York City at the stand. This Friday, I'm at Two Roads Brewery. In Stratford, Connecticut. Then this weekend, I'm also at Stand Up New York in the city. Um, but, guys, my headlining dates. After I do the Impractical Jokers cruise at the beginning of February, I will be at Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo. February 28th, March 1st, March 2nd. Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo. Tickets are on sale now. Go pick up those tickets Okay, then at the end of March, I'll be at Bananas Comedy Club. March 22nd, 23rd uh, at Bananas Comedy Club in Hasbrook Heights, New York. Tickets on sale now. And then at the end of March, I will be at the Improv in West Palm Beach, Florida. March 29th, 30th, and 31st. And then the beginning of April, the Tempe Improv in Arizona. Uh, Ar- uh, April, I almost said Arizona 4th. The Tempe Improv in Arizona, April f- uh, 4th, 5th, 6th and 7th, but the first one on the books right now, February 28th, March 1st, March 2nd, Buffalo, Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, get your tickets now, go to paulverzi.com, you can see all of my upcoming dates, I will be in Tempe, I will be at the MGM Casino in the new, the new MGM Casino in Springfield, Massachusetts, I'll be at the Comedy Connection this summer, I'll be at Laugh Boston this summer, I'll be at Mohegan Sun this summer, and all the ones I just told you, Helium Comedy Club Buffalo, go get your tickets, I will be out there working new material, working the new hour, it should be awesome, thank you guys so much for listening to me, thank you guys so much for um, also subscribing to uh, the Patreon, like I said, we're going to do another one, okay, shout out, thank you, everybody who wrote to me after the European tour, all of you, all of you people in Germany, all of you people in, um, you know, Estonia, Latvia, Poland, uh, the, the Czech Republic, Austria, all of these amazing places. Uh, thank you guys for your kind words to open up for truly one of the best comedians in the world meant the world to me and to, to go international with my stuff and my brand of, of comedy and my storytelling and all that for it to resonate over there was amazing. I'm happy to be home. I'm ready to go. I'm fresh. I shaved off my beard. Um, you know, and I don't know why that was relevant, but I just, you know, it, it was cleansing. It was like, okay, the beard's for Europe. Now I'm back in the States. I'm clean cut. I'm not getting on a plane in a propeller plane in the snow, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh, I'll, I'll be out in Vegas, but I don't think I'm doing shows. I'm going to be doing a show. I'm going to be taping something. Everybody recorded something. So there you have it. Um, that's pretty much it for, what is this, episode 386. Uh, that's pretty much it. You know, what can I do? What else can I do? 
I'm not going to sit here and force stuff. I got through everything I wanted to get through. Subscribe to Patreon, $3. Uh, definitely send your um, submissions to Unacceptables for TVE. And uh, there you go, everybody. Live the good life. Enjoy. Until episode 387, I am out of here. This is TVE 386. I am out. Talk to you soon. Patriots, Saints, Super Bowl, I think. I don't know. We'll talk about it after. Check Capper Network. Uh, I'm out. Take care.